0: Yeah. No. Yeah. No, yeah. No, yeah, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah,
1: no. Yeah, no, yeah. 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 No. What yeah. We- I, I don't, I've never, I, you, no. Yeah. No, yeah.
0: No, yeah, that really oh, hey. <laughs> kind of grosses
1: me that out. That was so organic. Thank you. Hi, I'm Katie, and I've got a spin class to get to.
0: So sorry to slow you down, uh, <laughs> Hi, I'm Molly, and I'm going to be making an appearance on daytime television shortly because I'm thinking about giving up my twerking, knife-wielding podcast co-host up for adoption. (laughs) If you don't know, that's a reference to the title of the Dr. Phil episode that introduced the world to Danielle Bregoli, or you may know her as the Billboard (laughs) Award-nominated rap artist, Bad Bad Baby, Baby, spelled B-H-B. (laughs) maybe, <laughs> spelled bahad Behavi. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that up. So this is our Doctor Phil episode. This was actually this is something I put out there as an yeah. idea on Twitter. Like I don't know, maybe Doctor Phil, and a lot of people were like, "Yes, people are get wet him." For this episode. Like we hate him, Doctor Phil. Doctor yeah. A mob with torches appeared outside <laughs> of my window, and we're like, "Yeah, there's Take, only one. B- there's only one podcast that can bring him down." And you guys are it. So and here oddly we are. enough, we're
1: going to bring him up. <laughs> no, <just kidding. laughs> we love Dr.
0: Phil. <laughs> oddly enough, I have nothing but glowing praise. I'm a huge, huge fan.
1: We're huge fans.
0: That, of course, isn't true. So uh, I do want to say as kind of a disclaimer that before this episode, neither Katie or, or, or actually, I won't speak for you, I never watched the Dr. Phil show with any kind of regularity. Uh, no. I was only familiar with it from YouTube reaction channels that would occasionally... Uh, watch a Dr. Phil show and make fun of it. Yeah. Uh, Because that's, and honestly, that seems to be primarily what Dr. Phil is good for. YouTube fodder. Not so much any therapeutic benefit as far as I could uh, discover. Uh, I also wanted to mention that I feel like um, at first I was like, oh, does Dr. Phil really fit in? We've been on kind of a celebrity role with like Anna Nicole Smith and Britney Spears and uh, Britney Murphy. But then I thought, what do all these gals have in common? Daddy issues. Daddy issues. What is Dr. Phil? But a dad. (laughs) But a dad. And I think that's such a huge part of his uh, appeal, that Mm -hmm. in this, uh, he's, he's here to be the... The strange mustachioed balm to uh, America's yes. daytime daddy problems. Yeah, he's a weird
1: daytime patriarch. you're at home
0: in the afternoon and you just don't have a lot going on and you turn on the TV. That, that's going to be a time when you just think about, like, I wish I had a dad to tell me what to do now. Mm-hmm. You turn on the TV, who's there?
1: Your dad, Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil. And your um, mom, Judge Judy. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: truly. They should get married. That would be cute oh she's married. Um, don't, I can't wait for this sex tape um so he's sort of got this besides this dad vibe that he exudes mm-hmm. um, that he exudes uh, f- out of his pores he also has this like down home kind of thing and that's what people I think that's the other thing that people are really drawn to mm-hmm. I was just listening to him on his episode of Joe Rogan and he says a lot of stuff like someday isn't a day of the week. You don't leap a building in a single bound. You take it floor by floor. Ew. So a lot of those countryisms and a lot <laughs> yeah. of that. I love it when he he's talking to a, a guest who's like maybe not being the greatest mom because she lets her 12-year-old play violent video games all day long. And uh-huh. he'll say something to her like, now I'm just a country boy, so you'll have to explain this to me. Like, <laughs> it's like you, really... you know what a video
1: game is, <laughs>
0: right? Well, or like explain to me why you think that this is a good idea. Uh, like that should, kind of your thing? kids
1: should really be with the cattle,
0: right? With the cattle, we all on think the range. That. Yeah,
1: we all think that.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, so that I think is a big a bit. That's a part of himself. He's from Oklahoma, I believe, and mm-hmm. I think also lived a lot of his life in Texas. And he definitely is playing up that side of himself Uh, he is I also mentioned the whole daddy issues thing Uh, daytime TV is uh, overwhelmingly the audience is women Um, which is also significant because the 18 to 44 something that demographic of women is where advertisers uh, really like to focus a lot of their attention Mm -hmm. because we are the bitches who buy stuff we're the
1: consumers
0: we're the consumers (laughs) I bought 17 things on my way here um Uh, so, uh, oh, I also wanted, I think another important thing to bring up about him is that he is one of the most highly paid daytime TV hosts, Judge Judy being the top. I know. I think he's something like the third most highly played daytime television talk show host. I would believe it. Uh, I read somewhere that recently he made a $77.5 million. Wow. For a year of not being a real therapist. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So what I wanted a to scam. I w- yes, so uh, I wanted to quickly mention that a lot of the sources that I'm referencing, uh, Stat News, which is an outlet I had never heard of before this, mm. they and the Boston Globe did a lot of good research and reporting on Dr. Phil's business wheelings and dealings, and I think that a lot of that is. Uh, revelatory and uh, very uh, important to getting oh, to know um, how, you know, is he your dad? Or, you know, like, would your dad try to um, sell you type 2 diabetes medication, you know? And if he did, yeah. would you buy it? Probably. Yeah. So that's, you know, I think that uh, when you think about him as the, having this dad figure, I think that how he really exploits that through getting people to uh, his celebrity endorsements. Yeah. I think that that adds a, a questionable layer of questionableness mm-hmm. around uh, his how he sells things to his audience. I also really liked, uh, as sort of a getting-started place, there's this YouTube channel called uh, uh, operated by an associate professor from the University of Wilmington in Delaware, uh Todd Grande, Dr. Todd Grande who uh, has a PhD in counselor education and works as a mental health counselor. And he made a video about Dr. Phil that offered some very insightful critiques, and that's where I uh, started a lot of my research. And uh, he just has a great YouTube channel overall. If you're interested in, like, facts... He's yeah. very doctory. He's very hey. I'm not actually diagnosing <laughs> anyone, but here's like it, he'll talk about like famous murders or famous people in general, and he's like, here's why you can't diagnose them. Here are some behaviors that they uh, display that line up with these diagnoses. Anyway, you know, very scientific and professional and all that. Uh, so, okay, you brought up him being not a real doctor. That's a point I wanted to cover really quick. Yeah. I think that that is also at the essence of Dr. Phil and mm-hmm. who he is. Uh, so <laughs> he did get a Ph.D. He does have a Ph.D. I, I knew he was once a doctor. In clinical psychology. Well, not quite. So he has a Ph.D. in clinical psychology from mm. the University of North Texas, mm-hmm. which he, he successfully defended his thesis, Rheumatoid Arthritis, a Psychological Intervention, in 1979. And then he started his own private practice And then uh, he got into trial consulting, which was a big part of his rise to fame, as we'll soon see. Uh, But today he's not a licensed psychologist. Mm -hmm. So how it works is you get your Ph.D. and then you have a license to practice. Mm -hmm. And that is what he had in Texas. Now, he let that lapse in 2006. It was in good standing. But he was like, hey, I'm in California Why would uh, I—this is my career now, so why would I bother keeping this professional license? So he has a statement uh, uh, on his website saying that he retired his license uh, on my 25th anniversary because it was a Texas license, and here's the way that works. The license is only good in Texas, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. I do, however, still have 30 years of experience, a hard-earned Ph.D. in clinical psychology, so you still have to call me Dr. Phil, okay I am certainly elig- eligible to be licensed in California so far as education training and experience but I've chosen to pursue another course in use of my education um here's the thing he's a doctor in the sense that you can be a doctor of medieval literature or <laughs> a doctor of uh, film noir in post-war Italy like it's not yeah it's like you and me saying like uh I it's like you saying I have a bachelor's of psychology <laughs> call me Bachelor Katie. Actually call me that. (laughs) And take take my psychology I uh, had an
1: eighth grade teacher who they forced us to call him Dr. Alarangus because he had a doctor in something. And when we called him Mr., he would say, I didn't go to school all these years for you to call me Mr. I'm just saying as a side note that it's a wild thing to make people call you.
0: Right. Don't it is not saying you don't deserve it's it. It's also—and then this sort of conflicts with what he told the American Psychological Association mm. in 2006. He uh, he said he doesn't claim that his show is a serious substitute for therapy. And he acknowledged we do not labor under the false impression that what we are doing is, that we are doing an eight-minute cure. So it's like he's saying, "Oh, I don't think that this is therapy. I'm not I'm not reporting right. that this is any therapeutic benefit, but call me a doctor because I'm definitely a doctor. and <laughs> what the uh, this is you're you're coming to see a doctor. So that seems to me to be a big oh uh, oh but I mean conflict. the show would itself uh, it was
1: called Mr. Phil
0: That's true. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But Katie, cousin listen, Phil listen, Katie. I'm just I'm just a country boy from suburban Maryland. <laughs> you're going to have to explain to me why we couldn't all just watch Mr. Phil. Yeah, Mr. No, Rogers. Right. <gasps> Hello. No, right. Oh, not like I turned to him for everything I needed no, between right. the ages of four and five. That was a great show. I called him Dr.
1: Rogers. <laughs> I
0: did too, out of respect. <laughs> out of respect, I called him Sir Dr. Rogers. <laughs> he didn't take off that cardigan and put on a different cardigan so that you to we— call him Mr. call him— anyway that's our feeling you all can um you You can disagree you can call him whatever you want (laughs) uh but okay so katie let's get into a little bit of our relationship with psychology in general uh on the my favorite murder episode a lot of people said that we came off as being against psychology and making fun of anyone who uh goes to therapy to be clear we were only making fun of Two people's two relationship people. mm-hmm. with therapy. And they're unlightly jabbing. And that came from a place of bitterness and not having very good insurance, which I mm-hmm. thought was clear, but I guess it wasn't. Um, but you have had an experience with a—you decided you are going to take care of your mental health and yeah. hire a therapist. Tell me
1: how that went. I've had a long life with therapy. I am Bachelor Katie, you know. <laughs> um, <laughs> So, I I, I I like psychology. I actually don't make fun of it uh, often. I went for the first time in college, and this is one of my favorite therapy stories because I I was just like, yeah, I feel like I should probably go to therapy. I didn't like being at that school specifically, and I was like, let me, let me just go, whatever. And it he was a licensed mm, social worker, uh, LMSW, um, and... He, after two— What does
0: LMSW— I think it's Licensed
1: Medical Social Worker. I don't remember. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, So it's like he couldn't prescribe anything. He wasn't a psychiatrist, and he wasn't even a psychologist. Um, He was a guy you talked to, and he was young. (laughs) And I was like, this is—I don't know if I really want to talk to a guy. Anyway, after two sessions together, he— I had said something and then he was like, Oh, you sound a lot like a girl I used to date. No. Um, She had a lot of daddy issues too. Fuck
0: off. Yeah. And
1: then I was like, Well, I'm going to go fuck off, I guess. And I never went back because I thought that was unbelievably inappropriate. Yeah. It's fine. Like, it's fine in like pop culture to say daddy issues. But when you're in therapy explaining, you know, things, Maybe don't say, one, the word daddy, you gross pig, or I call him by his first name. And two, you don't fucking like, you know what I mean? It was fucked up. So then I went to therapy in Texas, and I loved her. She was amazing. No issues there. Mwah, mwah, mwah. And now that I've been back here on the East Coast for a while, it's like, wow, the grind will get you. And I just want someone who isn't Molly with a (laughs) microphone to talk to. Um, She records everything I say. I'm hurt that you need more than this. (laughs) She records everything I say. It feels not safe with us. (laughs) So I went to this woman, and she stood me up two times. (laughs) Like, two times I actually physically went and was like, Hey, I'm here in the lobby of this sad building waiting for my very sad, you know, Friday night therapy appointment. Here to
0: talk about my abandonment yeah, issues. I know.
1: When the first I tweeted like a, you know, a joke of like my therapist stood me up dot 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 twice. And I just think that's funny. But people actually wrote back like this is really bad and sad. I was like, yeah, it actually does suck that she did that. What if I did have really bad? Ab- I don't. But what if I really did she sucked. yeah, She sucks. And I, she also had said something to also, me. Also, she like changed
0: offices, right? She, she, yeah, twice. It really feels like she was trying to avoid you.
1: And the, look, I'm not easy <laughs> to deal with. She said something, I, I, and I'll say this, and we don't have to dive into it. I just thought it was God, like God, what ins-
0: could you have said to her to make <laughs> well, her treat you that me. She was
1: like, you know, people who go through a lot in a young age, like, you know, kind of what you're telling me makes me feel like there's just like a darkness that lives in you. Oh, my yeah, God. Yeah, she said. I was, I was waiting to tell you that on the show. Katie. I know. I need to be pre-screened. You need to just pretend to be me for the first few episodes of therapy. Wow.
0: What a great therapeutic approach. What is that approach called? <laughs> um, the Yeah, just let them know that uh, they're possessed by a devil. By the devil. And um, I was like, I already know that. <laughs> and then she was like, you know what you need? An exorcist. <laughs> And then she was like, "I'm actually a priest." That's all. And I the only... realized I was in a church. And then he realized, see, that would make more sense than what you're actually. I know. And then I was also like, me.
1: "Is she a therapist? Have I just been going to some woman underneath a bridge this whole time?" It's just so. It was so bizarre. I think maybe she's afraid of me, my darkness. Wow.
0: Well, I so that's mean, my
1: thing with therapy.
0: You broke her.
1: <laughs> Look, I'll bring them on. I need a war vet who has no legs to listen to my shit.
0: I do feel like I've never been to therapy again. Very bad insurance. I'm a freelancer. I can't afford it. I would love to. I would love to. Would you love to? I would love to. Okay. okay. I would love to. You don't (laughs) think I would love it?
1: You don't think I? I want you to go because I do think eventually you would love it, but I don't think
0: you think you would love it. No, I think everybody loves to talk about themselves. Hello. Why do I have a podcast? (laughs) Yeah.
1: I know. I'm like, we love (laughs) listening to ourselves talk.
0: Yeah, I don't, um, I I don't think that, no, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. I think that everyone should go to therapy. I I agree. That there's no one that couldn't use a little help from a professional, from someone who's not your family member.
1: Couldn't agree more. Um, But make sure they're being kind to you. Don't let them tell you shit and don't let them stand you up,
0: you know. If – don't let them stand you up. Don't let them tell you you have inner darkness. No. Um, Tell yourself that. Because let's say that you did actually have an antisocial personality disorder, which Mm. I don't think that you do. No, I don't. Very social. You definitely don't. You're very social. You have, if anything, a social personality (laughs) disorder. But um, so if you did have that, if you did truly have something in you that was broken – Doctor Todd Grande from YouTube. Go on. I know you may be thinking, like, <laughs> "Oh, you're critiquing a TV doctor with a YouTube doctor." No, we like. We I'll like see to your do TV that. doctor, and I'll raise you an internet doctor. <laughs> um, but no, he. I think that he he comes off as very professional, as I said, and he uh, he talks about how. Um, how if someone does have a personality disorder like that, There, there is therapy for people like of that. Like, there is coaching. So I feel like even if you were a true psychopath, a professional would mm-hmm. say, here's how we're going to address that. Not yeah. just, well, it's
1: darkness. What do yeah. you do? Know? And she's like, here's a meditation app. And I was like,
0: oh my, my inner God. darkness doesn't like it. I'll bet she invented that meditation app. And this is all just a scam to get, for her to yeah. sell meditation <laughs> apps. That, again, again, that is the only thing that makes Honestly, sense. He
1: she makes Dr. Phil look great, so maybe <laughs> this is going to be a weird episode.
0: Yeah. So, okay, so from what I've seen, that my impression of the television show mm-hmm. is that uh, I really don't like it because <laughs> it seems like the audience is— Whoa. Dr. Phil. Dr. Phil? Paging Dr. Phil. Um, it seems like the audience is just basically taking part in collective righteous indignation. Where it's just like they just love that he's talking down to this person.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and I think that the people who come on that show, in my opinion, fall at least from the, you know, small amount that I've seen, it seems like they fall into two categories mm-hmm. of people. It seems like they're actually delusional like they're actually having some I'm not a professional I don't actually know what words I'm using but psychosis mm-hmm. or something is actually going on mentally with them where it's like how would being on data, how would being on a huge public platform how? where a man is just telling you your delusion is incorrect <laughs> like how is that therapeutic? how would that help you right it, How would that not uh, make things a lot worse right. Maybe? Um and then uh also there's the uh there are people like like Bad Baby, uh like the Beverly Hills brat, a more mm-hmm. recent example where it's these girls who come on and they seem to be playing it up, right? Where it's like Definitely. they don't actually uh, no one is saying that they have a mental illness. Everyone's saying, like, they have behavior. They relations. have a bad
1: attitude. There
0: are a lot of kids, right, where it's yeah. just like they have bad attitudes. Mm-hmm. They have... It's like teenage girls always. And they often have really bad parent situations, yeah. like that video game kid mm-hmm. um, who was a real asshole. His <laughs> um, His dad had died yeah. not too long before, and his mom was a single mom and was very overwhelmed and was working. And it's like... The audience just wants to be like, "This kid sucks." Yeah, and no, like, I hate.
1: I actually hate it.
0: <laughs> and it's like, why? Why do you want to participate in and why? And why I'm shitting
1: on a kid? Would like. you?
0: Why would you want to shit on a kid? Why <laughs> would you? <laughs> Don't answer that question. <laughs> why would you, as a parent or as an adult of any variety, mm-hmm. make sure that this is this part of their lives is put on display? I know. I know. forever. Like this Literally is a part forever. of now. This is a part of their public life.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: That is a horrible thing to do to a minor. I agree. And uh, and yeah. Again, those people are not really mentally. Would Ill. you want
1: to have been filmed at sixteen to forever oh my see? God. Do you know what I mean? Like in yeah. your worst behavior. Well, you probably were a pretty tame.
0: I kid. was tame, but I. Don't well, you wouldn't want, want to see it. I don't want people to know how tame I was. No, I know. I don't want people to see me. M- making <laughs> enormous casseroles and reading Redwall books, you know? No, of course not. Do you not. know the Redwall series? No. It's like m- mice getting into, like, it's... it's mice like Lord getting of the Rings, into trouble. <laughs> 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 it's Lord of the Rings, but with mice, it's like these sweeping epics of these little woodland animals.
1: You've said enough.
0: <laughs> Do you see what I mean? Like, I don't... Now I've, I regret saying this. No,
1: now it's forever recorded.
0: <laughs> anyway. That would be my episode of <laughs> Dr. Phil. This my, girl has a casserole problem. <laughs> my teen is too boring. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dr. Phil's like, now, Molly, I'm just a country boy, but don't you want to talk to boys at some point in your life? You want to be a 19-year-old virgin? This is a dream episode,
1: actually. <laughs> yeah. Him telling a kid to be worse. <laughs> and then
0: you're the one who wrote in who got me on the show. Anyway. So, okay. Um, but you you know someone, I believe, yeah. who, who likes or who is well, a, a, former point, fan. a former
1: fan. Sweet Grandma Nancy. She would watch him. I wouldn't say she was, like, a religious watcher of Dr. Phil, but she liked him. And she said, lately, it's very. And she said, who's that other guy on TV? And I was like. Jerry Springer and she's like, "Yes." Yes. She's like, "It's very Springer." Yeah. And she's like, "I don't like the way he deals with every situation." Right. And I was like, "I agree." She used to love him and I think she's she's seen it really fly into the Freak Show Arena. Right.
0: That's a that's a very common very valid criticism yeah. of him where it's exploiting people, really. Yeah. That's the word, ex- exploitation. Mm-hmm. Uh not therapeutic exploitative. <laughs> So okay, I wanted to talk now about the history of Dr. Yeah. Phil, how he got to to where where he is, uh, and then uh, talk about some of his controversial episodes, and uh, discuss um, the, the, the the a lot of the criticisms sur- surrounding those. And I I did want to get into Bad Baby a little bit. Uh, I like that. But okay, before we do that, I wanted to say thank you to our latest reviewers. A lot of you clicked five stars, but you didn't necessarily write a That's review, okay. which is great. But we do have a review to read. Katie, I'm ready. Can you please read it?
1: You're great. Now, where's my shirt? Five stars from Tova16. The only annoying part of your podcast <laughs> comes when you beg for the reviews. But the good times outweigh, so here I am, reviewing y'all. You two are a breath of fresh air with a side of special sauce. Don't ever stop singing, oh, slinging, this magnificent slop kiss face.
0: (laughs) I thought that was beautiful. It's really nice. We
1: are really annoying. (laughs) Yes.
0: Thank you for only thinking there's one annoying thing. I know. That was,
1: like, the nicest part. Yeah. there's one annoying thing about us.
0: But— Tova, here's the thing.
1: Do you want us we, to be famous or not?
0: Do you think we like rolling around in the mud begging for reviews? Of course
1: not. Of course not. But
0: there's just no other if you look at a podcast and like how that how the algorithms work, the iTunes reviews is just the main thing. It's, it's the, the only, only way. way. Um, so, if you want us to stop begging for reviews, which I'm doing right now, please, please leave us <laughs> a review. You don't have to write anything. You can just click the five stars. That'd be great. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank Ain't
1: you. Ain't too proud to beg.
0: Ain't too proud to beg. Uh, I've done a lot more for a lot less. Um, but if you uh, if you review it and your friends will review it and you tell people who don't li- necessarily listen to the show but owe you a favor to review it, <laughs> and eventually we'll get to a point where we may be God willing, have a sponsor of some kind, and then we would stop asking for reviews. So,
1: and if you want a shirt, DM me on Instagram at yano yeah, podcast. Instagram,
0: <laughs> and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at yano yeah, pod. Perfect. So, okay, so the history of Doctor of Phil, Mr. Phil. <laughs> of Mister Phil, as we call him on this Mr. show, Phillip. you know Philip Mr. <laughs> Philip. So, okay, as we said before, he got his Ph.D. in 1979, and he started working in his own uh, private practice, right, where he's being a psychologist, he's seeing patients. In January of 1989, he, the Texas State Board of Examiners of Psychologists, reprimanded Philip McGraw, Ph.D. For oh, having, I forgot his last name, sorry. <laughs> yeah, for having an inappropriate dual relationship with a patient. Now, I know what you're thinking. Oh, sexy. But no, Um, he just hired her to work for him when she was also his patient. Um, The board says that the probable cause existed with with regard to a possible failure to provide proper separation between termination of therapy and the initiation of employment. Hmm. So shortly thereafter, 1990, he goes into trial consulting. You may ask yourself, what is trial consulting? Uh, Well, the the company that he started is called Courtroom Sciences, Inc., and this is a little bit from their website. Decades ago, case after case resulted in runaway juries awarding millions of dollars and crippling corporate America. Mm. Recognizing the need to wed the practices of law and psychology, CSI was founded by Dr. Phil McGraw Mm -hmm. and Gary Dobbs as a jury consulting firm in 1989. Sorry, 1989, not 1990. Knowing that trials are often more about perception than reality, CSI began demonstrating to lawyers the importance of behavioral psychology to the practice of law. This partnership between CSI and outside counsel and the strategic application of litigation psychology helped to stifle undue damage awards. Poor corporate America. I know. <laughs> Let's help now. <that. laughs> yeah. CSI recognized, as did many, like, is this a 501c3k <laughs> charity? Uh, CSI recognized, as did many academic studies, that jury awards were determined by attitudes, beliefs, and life experience of the jurors who are dummies. That's not really what it says. Who are drawn mm-hmm. from a cross-section of all walks of life and influence. We know what, we you, know mean. what you mean. Uh, Mouth breathers. Jury trial outcomes (laughs) are more closely connected to psychological antecedents carried by jurors than they are about the legal merits of cases. So basically, it's like... What would they do? Exactly. Talk to
1: jurors? No. (laughs)
0: Well, they're like, we we are about engineering the perception of your corporation. Oh, okay. How to present it, how to appeal to these dumb, dumb jurors that you have. Here's how to make yourself look... To be humanized Ugh. instead of—I'm kind of speculating, but— No, but that's um, kind of what it said. I'm re- I'm reading between the lines. Here's how to perceive that you're good. So, fast forward to April 1996. This is where it really gets cooking. Uh, Oprah aired an episode about food safety. In particular, mm. bovine spongiform encephalopathy— Aka mad, mad cow, mad cow disease, which was a big thing in England, going on. Like, remember when that was a big thing? It was a big thing. That's I all I heard. Don't think there was ever mad cow here, no, but, but people wouldn't shut up about it. But there was some concern. Like, could it happen here? We love beef so much. <laughs> um, so, and in this episode, Oprah's like, "Oh, I just don't even ever want a hamburger again." Right. Um, so, uh So, uh, and she had on Howard Lyman, who's a big animal rights activist and a former cattleman. And he was the one who was predicting mad cow will eventually surface in the U.S. So after that, the price of cattle goes down. I assume the price of cattle going down means the price of beef went down. Um, So uh, Rick Perry reaches out to Dan Morales, who's the attorney general of Texas at the time, and is like, come on, we got to go get him. But Dan Morales didn't think that there was a great case. But the reason that there would be uh, any kind of legal issue was that Texas is one of, uh, of, at the time, about a dozen states to have veggie libel laws that make a person legally liable for making false statements about food. Oh. So members of the Texas cattle industry are the ones who ended up filing a lawsuit against Oprah. They Um, would. And then, so, in Amarillo, there were bumper stickers that started (laughs) popping up that said stuff like, the only mad cow in Texas is Oprah. Oh, my God. How dare you?
1: How fucking dare you? That is a very funny bumper sticker.
0: Yes. So, I guess the, so, the court case was taking place in Amarillo. That's why it's in Amarillo. So, Oprah has to go to Amarillo to meet with her. um, Don't make her do Combatants. Uh, So, she meets Dr. Phil as a legal (gasps) consultant She starts Okay, and I'm not saying that these are necessarily connected, but it would seem (laughs) to line up with what he said on his website. So that's how they met and uh, after she gets to Texas, Oprah starts going around in a ten gallon cowboy hat. No, she has Patrick Swayze come come on down and teach her how to two step.
1: Very hot. Starts
0: winning over the hearts and minds of uh, the 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 homespun folks of Amarillo. I am slack
1: jawed right now. And
0: what do you know? She wins her case. She wins her case because Dr. Phil knows psychology. I'll be. <laughs> Now we may just be a couple of country boys. You know, Molly. Explain from suburban New York, but er <laughs> no, sorry, from the New York metropolitan area. But explain to me why two stepping means you're not guilty of libel. Look, but psychology. Honestly? It's psychology. It's psychology. So, this, so then she has Wow, him, that's
1: fucking genius. Sorry. So she has
0: him on. So, of course, she's like, this guy really fucking knows how to, like. He put a hat on me and I He put a hat on me and I won. So <laughs> come on my show. Wow. And so it's sort of like it's more. So he, that's where he s- makes a transition into having this kind of life coach persona. Yeah. So he goes on a couple episodes of her show and then uh, he gets his own show. Do you think he is likable
1: just quick like quickly
0: yes. yes or no i do too i think that not to me but i get it i was listening to him on joe rogan and Who's not uh likeable. who i think is likable oh. but not to me not to me <laughs> um i get okay but that's kind of the sidebar i think it's kind of like the rick and morty thing like do you not like joe rogan or do you not like the men who like Ooh. joe rogan
1: <laughs> No, you're I right. Mean, no, you're right.
0: If you looked at Joe Rogan in a vacuum, I might like him. You would have no problem. Yeah. With him. Same with Rick and Morty.
1: Same with Rick and Morty. But I hate the men that watch it.
0: Yes. Okay. Thank yeah. I'm glad we got
1: there. Okay. Back to the other bar.
0: <laughs> so, the main bar. <laughs> the main so, bar. main bar. So, some of his most controversial episodes. I want to go over some mm-hmm. of those. This ties in with our episode from season two. She's at a Kubrick house about Stanley Kubrick and the Stanley <laughs> That's Hotel. That's a great
1: episode.
0: <laughs> uh, where we talk about Shelley Duval. Yes. who I forgot was, about that interview. Last episode, we mentioned Jaja Gabor and didn't explain who she is. Um, oh, right. We have kids that We should to explain this. to the kids. Shelley, Shelley Duval
1: is... Um, an actress. She is best known for her roles in Popeye as olive oil. She's and, best known for the shining. <laughs> and and I was like, but that the kids I feel like would know Popeye. And and also starring in The Shining as uh Jack Nicholson's wife runs around with a bat, screaming, swinging, amazing screamer. Amazing
0: screamer. Amazing screamer.
1: Amazing screamer. Great even actress. If,
0: even if you don't know Shelly Duval, you've probably seen the iconic image mm-hmm. of her holding the knife and looking very Popeyed and scared. Yep. Yeah. That's not why she was in Popeye. I wish I hadn't said Popeye. (laughs) It's confusing. So Popeye was a separate thing. Don't worry about it. So Shelley Duvall is now rather old. Yeah. And she appeared on a 2016 episode, and it seems that things have gone downhill for her. Mm -hmm. Uh, She appears, and she uh, seems to be deep in uh, the psychosis. Mm Mm-hmm where um, she seems to—I hope I'm using that word correctly. I she seems to okay. not be in touch with reality. And she's saying things like Robin Williams, who was her co-star mm-hmm. on Popeye. She's saying that he isn't dead, but that he's become a shapeshifter and that she sees him sometimes. Um, and then uh, he, Dr. Phil's like, okay, can—Jelly, uh, can we get you to a doctor? And uh, she pulls down one uh, of her sleeves to sh- expose her shoulder and says, if you touch my moon mole, I'll fucking kill you. And Dr. Phil goes, deal. (laughs) So a lot of – that episode had a huge amount of criticism. Yeah. Because uh, why are – again, it's it's exploitative Mm -hmm. to have someone who is clearly in the throes of being mentally ill and then just, oh, let's put – if you had any kind of clinical um what is the word called integrity yep. you would uh you would see that that, that is not the best thing no. for them mm and that's why we call you Mr. Phil.
1: We really went into the interview more in that episode. Yeah. She's a Kubrick house.
0: So check it out, season two. Mm-hmm. Um, he was also criticized, or uh, so tying into another episode, Britney Spears. Wow. So we're really on, her, on the nose. He, t- he does tie into a lot of things, mm-hmm. honestly. I'm glad that he came up. So he did meet with Britney Spears when uh, at one point when she was hospitalized, I believe in 2008. Oh. And then he made a statement to the press. So this wasn't an episode. This was just an incident. Um, But he made a statement to the press. My meeting with Brittany and some of her family members this morning in her room at Cedars leaves me convinced more than ever that she is in dire need of both medical and psychological intervention. I'm very concerned for her, which pissed her family right off. Yeah. Because uh, they were like, we wanted you to go there in your capacity that you— Claim to be, mm-hmm. you know, this person who's able to offer counseling services, and life then, coaching, even, and then you went and you drummed up more of yeah, this like that. Uh, uh, sensationalism around Britney Spears and her um, and her struggles in life. Hashtag Free Britney. So, uh, th- and then they were like, if you think we're coming on Britney Spears' family, you know, they were. They said, if you think we're coming on your show after this, you can forget it. Um, one very recent thing, uh, this was, or actually, no, not that recent. In 2013, Todd Herzog, mm-hmm.
1: uh,
0: who was a, uh, he was on an episode, I think he won Survivor. I was going to say, why is that name so familiar? He was a. Uh, I hope it was Survivor. He was some sort of famous. He was a reality show star, uh, okay. so he appeared in an episode of Doctor Phil. Yeah, One Survivor. He uh, he appeared on the show extremely drunk to the point Ooh. where he was basically carried onto the set and lifted onto the chair. Uh, and then... And was it a
1: one-on-one or when they have the whole audience? Because, you know, sometimes he just I, oh, does like Oh, you know, the, I don't know. It doesn't matter. I was just I wondering. Uh,
0: so, uh, Todd Herzog in that interview tells Dr. McGraw, I had an entire bottle, like a liter of vodka. And then Dr. Phil... Oh, yeah, there was a, start, a studio audience because it says here that Dr. Phil breathalyzed him in front of the studio <sighs> audience and he blew a .263, more than three times the legal limit to drive. Um, so... According to, um, Herzog later told the Boston Globe that he was sober when he arrived on set, but he found a bottle of Smirnoff vodka in his dressing room. He drank all of it, and then someone from the Dr. Phil staff gave him a Xanax for his nerves. Yes. So... Ew, and he's been accused of uh, having of uh, people come on the show who have heroin addiction or other kind of addiction. Issues. And was there a, hi-
1: a vial hiding in their dressing room? <laughs> no,
0: but they say that they've been filmed looking for dealers. I don't Oof. know if that's uh, part of the show or if that's just something that they've that the guests have said. Right. But supposedly, so he's been accused by a lot of guests of not managing people's addiction. Problems no. very well. At the very least, like you have to be sober in a hotel rooms for forty eight hours before you go on Doctor Phil, um, and a lot of addiction experts will tell you that that is very dangerous to put someone who um, is going to be going through withdrawal system symptoms to yeah. just put them in a hotel room to wow. sober up. That's not not a not a winning strategy no. um, from a man who has written a lot of books about winning strategies. <laughs> Uh, so, and then there's all these mis like I said, all these miscellaneous delusional people where like a girl comes on and says, "I'm not going to college because I think I'm the world's greatest dancer, right, And it's clear that she's and not he's the like world's- give her a beat, <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> wait really? he has a choreographer come on and like try to show her a dance move, and she's an okay dancer, yeah, sure. she's above average. I'd say she's better at dancing than Dr. Phil. <laughs> Um, she. <laughs> Have you ever seen him two-step? I wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right. Um, I'm making assumptions. Um, so, and then there's a girl who says that she's part of the greatest love story of all time with the, another woman who she's never met. Okay. And uh, this other woman is like, please leave me alone. I don't mm. know you. And the girl who's. Crazy mm-hmm. crazy isn't a word that you're supposed to use anymore. The girl who's delusional thinks that that other girl is communicating to her by deleting Instagram pictures. Okay. Um, yeah. And Dr. Phil just blows up their text messages on Aww. screen and is like underlining the parts that don't make sense. Again, He loves to do
1: that. Text on screen. I saw an episode with yeah. an uncle who wrote a scathingly sexual letter to his niece oh yeah and he blew it up on the screen and the niece
0: was there it's just so embarrassing god damn so dr todd grande has pointed out that um he's basically making fun of people who are mentally ill and that he's it seems a lot like a lot of times like he's just trying to embarrass them yeah i agree and again if you're a mental health professional surely you care about people who are mentally ill. And it seems like he really, really doesn't. (laughs) Um, So, and then um, Bad Baby, uh, September 2016, uh, the title of her episode is, I want to give up my car-stealing, (laughs) knife-wielding, twerking 13-year-old daughter who tried to frame me for a crime. I want to give her up. I, yeah. I mean, you can do that. You can surrender parental rights. Wow. Even yeah. when someone's 16 all the way up she to She was 13. Yeah. Oh. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Parents, listen. It's never too late no, to cut ties. No, this is good to know. I'm just <laughs>
1: taking notes. What about when they're 31 and they're not your kid? <laughs>
0: <laughs> do, I mean, give it a whirl. Wait, who are we talking you. about? Me? Okay, got it. Um, so... Uh, So Barbara Ann, Danielle's mother, brought her on after an incident where Danielle did call the police to tell them that her mom was on drugs, which was not true.
1: Okay. And
0: uh, she did try to uh, steal—or she did steal her car, her mother's car. Um, So— That's called being a teen. The way—what's most striking about having um, her—have you seen my episode of Dr. (laughs) Phil— Where I'm to start, remember? <laughs> um, so she, what's most sort of striking about that episode is, like, you see how Danielle's accent and her mother's accent just don't really <laughs> no, match. No, they don't. And you see just how, like, affected her way of speaking is. Um, and her mom sa- – and Dr. Phil's like, why do you talk like that? I can't understand what you're saying. <laughs> and then she says, uh, from the streets. <laughs> Which is really funny. It's like the streets of Boynton Beach, Florida, where you're from. She's very funny, honestly. Honestly, she's pretty funny. She's funny. Uh, The funniest thing, I'm glad you brought up how funny she is. (laughs) Um, She made a second appearance on Dr. Phil after he sent her to Turnabout Ranch, where he sends all of the troubled teens. To ride
1: horses and whatever. To
0: ride horses. Um, She did um, meet a pony named Chief. Who she befriended. Yeah, and she was like, you know, that horse did teach me a lot. On her second <laughs> appearance uh, on Doctor Phil, um, the Turnabout Ranch uh, is uh, in Escalante, Utah, um, in this really rural town, and it takes in uh, troubled teens uh, who have, for a litany of reasons, it's like you could have substance abuse or just bad grades, and they send you to oh, okay. to Turnabout Ranch. Why would you want to put teens in those kind of disparate situations together? Put them in a little box, shake it up, see what happens. Doesn't sound like a good idea right. to me. I did also read that at Turnabout Ranch, um, one of the t- troubled teens did murder uh, a staffer there fairly re- in 2017. Um, so I don't know. I don't know about Turnabout Ranch. That's all I found I out don't know about,
1: about it. But teens personally.
0: Well, yeah, <laughs> they are the problem. I hate them. Um, so okay, funny. <laughs> She appears on Dr. Phil the second times, and she says, I guess what's good for you is I made you just like Oprah made you. You were nothing before I yeah, came on she's this show. Yeah,
1: wild.
0: But, like, <laughs> cat, what, did she, what was her thing? Cash me out. Oh, we didn't even talk about her That's catchphrase. That's insane that so we didn't say it. <laughs> her line on that show is, cash me outside. How about that? Was well, she saying, meet me outside, I'm going to beat you up? Yes. To who? The audience, they oh. were because they were laughing at just her general attitude. Yeah, and you, teens get defensive, right? Yeah, she is making a lot of money right now, from what Sh-
1: I can tell. She
0: is making a lot of money. So, as shortly after she appears on, uh, so she starts selling T-shirts that say "Cash Me Outside." How, how about, about that? that? We <laughs> how about that? <laughs> we're all we're old wearing them. Um <laughs> I would actually love a shirt that says. That. I'm gonna get you one. Um, she appeared in a, I believe, Kodak Black music video where mm. she's wearing that T-shirt. She starts befriending other rappers. Yeah. Um, she gets. Other rappers. She gets in a fight or Florida rappers, I should mm. say. <laughs> um, she gets in a fight on Spirit Airlines and like every airport airplane fight, um, it's recorded and uploaded mm. to the internet for everyone to enjoy. What was so it? that she was just get. She was like. Uh, I'm going to kick your sit ass down because the it was a fight over like most plane fights. It was a fight over overhead compartment oh space. Oh my god. Okay. My mom, you can leave her alone with just nothing but airplane <laughs> fights and she's happy. That's her favorite genre of YouTube video. Really? Yes. That's awesome. Yeah. They
1: are entertaining.
0: I, they make me they give me um exactly. claustrophobia. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. So So uh, she's also arrested for marijuana possession that same year. So maybe Turnabout Ranch, like Chief, did what he could. Yeah, the pony can only do so much. The pony could only do so much. (laughs) Doctor Chief, it did
1: at capacity.
0: (laughs) (laughs) He already had a lot on his plate. Um, (laughs) Just
1: imagining a (laughs) horse going from room to room with like a fucking like (laughs) clipboard. Like, Bad Baby, how are you doing today?
0: <laughs> that's very good. Now, that's now a show. Now, that's a
1: fucking show. <laughs>
0: that's a show I'd watch. So, eventually, so she eventually adopts the moniker uh Bad Baby. <laughs> Um, That was an idea – I think that that came sometime around the same time she started being managed by someone named Adam Kluger Mm -hmm. who pioneered a strategy called brand dropping where you get a star like Christina Aguilera and you uh, pair her with something like Oranum Psychic Hotline – or Flo Rida and the porn site Live Jasmine. It was just sort of mm. a way to uh, – it was just like a celebrity endorsement yeah. kind of thing. So soon he uh, and his partner um, – or his partner, I think, was mostly in charge of this deal um, – got Bregoli, uh pr- promoting Fit Tea on her Instagram, yeah. which a lot of Instagrammers are really into. Um, so, uh, so I <laughs> just wanted to – That was part of her meteoric rise to fame. She was nominated in 2018 for a top female rap artist by Billboard uh, after she released Gucci Flip Flops featuring Lil Yachty. So, I mean, look. That's celebrity. I also want to mention that the music video for Gucci Flip Flops features David Spade. Yeah. Who is David Spade there for? Me? Like, who? Yeah, the older crowd that's just tuning in real quick. That's just tuning in real quick, Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, kids, if you're listening, David Spade— God, I don't even know what to say We're not going to explain him. He's playing an unsuspecting milkman in the music video. Anyway, I just, wanted to, whole I just wanted to role. mention, I just wanted to sort of flesh out, like, how it is. If In case you were wondering, how did she get famous? That's how. That's Dr. How. Phil was a big part of it. He was
1: the part of it. You
0: took a person who was struggling with their behavior and their attitude toward life, and you made it so that now that attitude, a uh, bad attitude, is totally monetized mm-hmm. and a part of her uh, successful business platform. So you did that. Um, you're responsible for
1: bad for that, baby
0: for bad baby. Um, that yeah. So he um. Oh boy, now I'm just really, I'm just really you're in a jazzed. mood now. So, uh, oh, uh, the other thing I want to mention about that. So bad b h a d is actually Danielle says an acronym
1: for
0: being hated and doubted. Okay. And I wanted to mention that because you know who else loves acronyms or acrostics? Phil. Phil. In his book, <laughs> uh, uh, in his book, um, which I read part of it was like, oh, God, what was it called? Twelve Rules Toward Something, Something. It's a big. Is it his weight loss book? No. So, <laughs> God, his weight loss books. He did yeah. The Ultimate Weight Loss Solution is his best-selling weight loss book. I did just want to touch on that and mention like, try to imagine a world where a woman who's slightly overweight um has a best selling weight loss. Could book. you
1: imagine? Yeah. When I was younger my grandma gave me Bill O'Reilly's weight loss. Oh book. My I'm God. not kidding. I was and let me and as just a quick <laughs> announcement. Uh, Don't give teens weight loss books. Just
0: a quick announcement: um,
1: Bill from o- fat men. From, from, from fat. fat, and I was like, yeah, I want to look just like
0: Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> Every teen girl looks at Bill O'Reilly and thinks, "That's the body for me." That's the body I <laughs> want and need. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. okay, so very similar to to <laughs> Bad Baby, um, Beverly Hills Brat episode in May 2018 aired, and it's just her being like, I don't want to get a job. Jobs are hard. My mom has to buy me a G-Wagon. <laughs> and uh, right around the same time, she starts a YouTube channel. Oh. And a lot of people have noticed that if you watch her YouTube videos, her how she is in her YouTube videos doesn't really match the persona mm-hmm. that's on Dr. Phil, and it seems like, again, just another example of someone who's just using Dr. Phil and uh, his audience's love of Shitting on teens shitting to on t- <laughs> <laughs> to uh, he's just exploiting that as a way to get attention, and they're using him to get attention for their social media careers. Yeah, that That's is a lot the, of
1: clout exchange. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so here's the this is um this is really where it gets juicy. Like mm-hmm. his business dealings are so strange. Um, his connections mm-hmm. to other like talked about Turnabout Ranch. Uh, There's some other connections he has to treatment facilities that people have criticized and said are maybe unsavory. Um, So the McGraws, so his son, Jay McGraw, Mm -hmm. is a producer on The Doctors, another daytime television Mm -hmm. show. Um, So uh, he and his son launched an addiction uh, recovery program, a virtual reality uh, addiction recovery program. Um, So – he, they've been going around to various um, addiction recovery centers with an enticing offer—this is from Stat News—buy their self-help video product, and you could land a valuable spot on the top-rated Dr. Phil show. So Interesting. So he's selling his addiction recovery program— to centers and then saying like if you buy this you can come on my show so it's a very everybody's in everybody's pockets which some would say I don't know is that ethical? So um, uh, so the it's called the Path to Recovery Program and Mm -hmm. in it users don uh, virtual reality goggles and are placed in scenarios with Dr. Phil What? (laughs) Virtual reality it's not just for porn (laughs) In one McGraw it sits- sounds like porn to me. <laughs> well, in one McGrath are kind of porn. in mm. one Mag- in one, McGraw sits at a bar, arms folded across Stop, his chest, Molly.
1: counseling his
0: visitor on how to avoid the triggers of an evening out when alcohol is present. In another scene, he reclines in jeans, <laughs> bow, bow, bow. How does porn music go? I don't know. I've never listened to porn. I don't, I've never listened to porn. Look, okay. I'm we always over, listen on with the volume off. I'm flipping over all my cards. I've never seen porn. This Not, made it really,
1: we always have a sexy vibe and we've never fucking watched porn. I'm a virgin. So he
0: reclines in deans on the backyard patio of his sprawling estate, sparkling. <laughs> Did pu- you write this? No. Okay. This just, is stat news. Sorry. Sparkling pool, pu- pool, pu- pu- sparkling pule and fuchsia flowers behind him and a wide blue sky above and shares coping strategies. Oh, God. An evening Um, with Phil. An evening with Phil. (laughs) Uh, So, okay, let's stop laughing. People hate it when we laugh at ourselves. I know, but we're so funny. (laughs) This is so funny. Dr. Phil is so so funny. funny. Imagine, uh, just imagine virtual reality with Phil. (laughs) Imagine, oh, virtual reality! Anything is possible. Anything. And then this is what you choose: being in Doctor Phil's backyard. Um, so he uh, he also uh, he has enlisted people like Frank Lawless, who is his grad school mentor, um, that he consults with uh, with Frank Lawless about who to have on as guests. And uh, Frank is on the executive board of a of a center called Origins Behavioral Healthcare, uh-huh. and so uh, he has this close working relationship with him. And then also is sending patients, the people who appear on his show, not patients, mm-hmm. guests, to this center. And they've Dr. Phil has said there's no money changing hands here, there's no impropriety, okay. but he can't really say that about his addiction recovery no. virtual reality program. Um, but there's just a lot of stuff like that where it seems. Questionable. Yeah. Uh in twenty sixteen, uh AstraZeneca hired him as a drug spokesperson, what which is that? he does uh he does have type two diabetes, and that's oh, right. a medication that treats that. Oh, maybe Maybe you should read your weight loss maybe book. Maybe a weight loss book <laughs> would come. Maybe you Here's should— Bill Bill O'Reilly's. O'Reilly's. I'm
1: sending it to <laughs> <the> Phil.
0: <laughs> uh but uh, the thing about like Dr. Phil if people like that is just like women, keep that in your mind. Like just keep in mind like what would a man with unreasonable confidence do in your day-to-day life. That's my self-help book. No,
1: that's so good. It's one page long. Yeah, yeah. Just pretend you're a fat man.
0: Just pretend that you, you know, just just exude a a (laughs) dad-like aura of confidence. Yeah. And the world is yours.
1: Absolutely.
0: One page. Um, I did try to get through uh, a lot of his book. Um, I... Downloaded it on my um, mom's Kindle. Thanks, mom. Um, by the way, a lot of my <laughs> all—it's like among all of her Kindle reads, which are all like uh, Lord Bridgington's yeah. fancy tea party. Every book she, she reads. she loves a tea party. Um, his How book to get a cooler kid. <laughs> <laughs> she wishes. Um, the book that of his that I read is called Life Code: New Rules for the Real World. Okay. And in it, okay, so I mentioned the the acronym thing with a bad baby yeah. being hated and doubted. <laughs> um so in Life Code new rules for the real world, Phil teaches you how to look out for people he refers to as baiters. Okay. What do you think a baiter is? Uh, mm, people who want you to do bad. <laughs> exactly. But what do you think it stands for because oh, it's, it's an, an acronym? acronym. It's
1: too long. I don't want to know.
0: Being <laughs> assless isn't the excellent route. Is that what? Deep? No, that's actually not it. I, like, I have it in assless. front of me. <laughs> um, I wish that was it. It actually stands for backstabbers, abusers, imposters, takers, exploiters, mm. reckless. <laughs> Look, it's hard to nail every letter of an acrostic. (laughs) Reckless. So that's who— I mean, you should definitely stay away from people like that. And then he describes them, and it seems like he's describing just the symptoms of what we would call antisocial personality Ah, disorder, being part of that cluster. And he acknowledges that in the book. And he's like, a religious person might call these things just sins. Uh, From a psychology perspective, you might call them syndromes. Wow, that's good. I've noticed that— religious southern people they love a word game like that they oh, love yeah. a you know this word it's kind of like this word it's kind of like this so that's kind of the
1: side of their mouth
0: right so uh so this book that i read about 50% of um it's uh, I'm impressed you got that deep. Oh my god, I have some editing pointers for him. Good.
1: I again, this book you got through all of Solo Coaster by R. Kelly, yet you couldn't make it through
0: this. Hey, that's a good point, right? Yeah, and all of
1: Lynn Spears's
0: <laughs> yeah book. Yeah, this one, this one. T- wow, to that be fair says something. To be fair, I started reading it on the train here, so oh, okay. Um it's a quick read, but it can still be a lot shorter but it's um but it's just like it's it's like a lot of self-help books where they're telling you things that you probably as an adult who's lived in the world uh could have drawn on your own yeah you probably you have the tools that you need you really do um you may be filled with inner darkness, but that's okay yeah you have that's my self-help thing I love that What's our acronym? Let's close with an acronym that we want to give our guests. Yeah. Yeah, no, yeah stands Stands for for you. You. Excel. You excel at. At. Wait, is that the wrong Excel? That's Excel like a spreadsheet, not Excel like accelerate. You.
1: Yo. Exude all (laughs) happiness.
0: God. That's beautiful. You exude all happiness. Let's say it together.
1: You exude, exude
0: all, all happiness. Happiness, not ogres. <laughs> like I said, acrostics not obstinance. are hard. Not obstinence. Why am
1: I so good? Why at are this?
0: you a machine? I'm Phil.
1: <laughs> Rips <some> a mask off.
0: <laughs> well, Bachelor Katie. <laughs> it's Doctor
1: Molly. I had the
0: time of my life. I'm cured. Thank you, Bachelor. Good Gucci flip-flops, fuck you, hit your bitch and mass. This a big watch, diamonds dripping off for of the clock.